0: Hi, it's Heiken. welcome to the show. I'm always excited when you're joining me on any of my episodes. I answer all of your questions. And today's question came from one of my clients. But before I dive into that question, I want to know if you have heard about resistant starch foods. Resistant starch foods have gained attention as a potential tool to improve gut health and support a healthy microbiome in women over 50, 60, and beyond, and of course, for other people. Today, I'll share what resistant starch foods are and why are they good for you including starch resistance foods, can be easier than you think. So let's dive into today's feature content. I'm Heike Yates, a fitness and nutrition coach with 30 years of experience. I empower empty-nester moms over 50 to take back their health and strength, to feel vibrant in their second half of life. Right now, you're joined by thousands of empty nester moms around the world who stop dimming their light and instead ignite their spark. On this podcast, I do what I do best, taking complicated information about fitness, nutrition and mindset strategies and breaking it down into baby steps that are simple, actionable and reliable so you can implement them into your life. I regularly interview some of the most inspiring guests who share their honest stories on how they went from their worst to their best in life so that you know you're not alone in your struggles. Join me as we redefine what aging looks and feels like by taking action and saying, yes, I can. This is the Pursue Your Spark Podcast. So my client asked me the other day if I had heard of resistant starch foods. Honestly, I had to admit that I didn't, but I was curious why she was interested in resistant starch foods. In her case, she wanted to control her blood sugar as she was diabetic or borderline diabetic and lose some weight. So I did some digging and I said, all right, I'm going full force into research mode so I can answer that question. And I know that if she asked me that question, then you might have heard about resistant starch foods as well and want to know how you incorporate them in your diet. Are they good for you? Are you the right person that should or should not eat resistant starch foods? So first off, I want to dive into how do resistant starch foods work? The resistant starch foods are the carbohydrates we eat that are not fully digested in the small intestines and instead travel to the large intestines where gut bacteria ferments them. This fermentation process produces short-chain fatty acids, which can help maintain a healthy gut environment and potentially provide other health benefits. So for women over 50, a diet rich in resistant starch foods may help alleviate common, very common occurring gut issues and improve overall digestive health. In addition, a healthy microbiome is linked to many benefits, including improved immune function, reduced inflammation, and better mental health. Now, if you are listening to this or when you're listening to the show, all those words ring a bell. I know because I'm there right with you. So let's talk about number one. Why would you want to eat resistant starch foods? And I'm probably going to stumble over this word a whole bunch of times, but people might want to include resistant starch foods in their diet for several reasons. Number one is improved gut health. starch resistance food can nourish the cells lining the gut and promote the growth of beneficial gut bacteria. And this comes often into play when I talk about intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting, the microbiome, and gut health. So number two would be to have better blood sugar control. Resistant starch can improve insulin sensitivity and help regulate blood sugar levels, which may benefit people with diabetes and those at risk for developing diabetes. All right, ladies, I am going to disclose this for the first time ever. I just recently had my annual checkup after COVID and waiting forever to actually actually go and get a physical again. And I am by borderline diabetic. So this episode in doing the research for the episode is also a selfish reason because I do not want to take medication. I'm exercising, I'm eating healthy, and I'm focusing on reducing my cholesterol level as well. Uh, as what I'm talking about in a just, just this moment, is to lower cholesterol levels. So resistant starch foods can help lower total cholesterol levels and LDL cholesterol levels, which may reduce the risk of cardiovascular disease. And we are, all of us, after menopause, uh, postmenopausal, we are at risk for cardiovascular disease We need to make sure we have uh, healthy cholesterol levels. And uh, so the resistant starch foods may be a way for you to achieve that. So listen closely. Resistant starch foods can also help with weight management in a sense that you may be feeling full. It reduces hunger, which then in turn, as you feel hunger less often, you will eat or feel the need to eat less often. Now, one interesting fact also is number five, resistant starch foods improve nutrition absorption. Uh, Resistant starch foods can help with the uh, absorption of calcium and magnesium, which both are super important for our bone health. And finally, number six, Resistant starch foods reduce inflammation. Some research suggests that resistant starch foods may have anti-inflammatory effects, reducing the risk of chronic diseases like cancer, heart disease, and Alzheimer's. So there's a slew, there's only six of the benefits why resistant starch foods may be the thing, the food group to add to your meals. All of these benefits of resistant starch foods are because the starch resistance or resistant starch foods you eat are not fully digested in the small intestines and instead travel to the large intestines where gut bacteria fermented them. I know I said this before, but I want you to be really clear about what why that is. It is important to note that the exact benefits may vary depending on factors like the type and the amount of the starch resistant foods you consume and individual factors like genetics and your overall diet also play a role in eating or incorporating starch resistant foods. I also add a resource for you to look into six ways to optimize your health and reduce inflammation. That's one of the posts that I, things that I've talked about before. So check that out as well. If you, are wanting or needing to reduce inflammation. So number two, let's talk about who can benefit from eating resistant starch foods. Resistant starch foods may be helpful for certain digestive disorders, particularly those who involve the large intestines or colon. This is because another interesting fact, resistant starch can act as a prebiotic feeding the beneficial bacteria in the large intestines, and promoting a healthy balance of gut bacteria. But let's not forget, menopausal and postmenopausal women that suffer from bloating and digestive issues, eating a diet higher in resistant starch might help alleviate those problems. The following groups might benefit from eating resistant starch foods. Number one, People with digestive disorders like IBS, Irritable Bowel Syndrome, and Inflammatory Bowel Disease, IBD, like Ulcerative Colitis and colitis. Resistant starch foods may help reduce bloating, constipation, and inflammation. Number two are people with insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes. Resistant starch can improve insulin sensitivity, reduce blood sugar levels, and improve glucose metabolism in people with insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes. Number three, people who are trying to lose weight. Resistant starch foods may reduce calorie absorption, increase fullness, and promote fat burning, all of which can aid in weight loss. You might consider including resistant starch foods during your intermittent fasting if you're struggling with feeling full. Number four would be athletes and active individuals. So somebody who's working out a lot every day, almost every day, and it really needs more of those starch resistance food because they can help with athletic performance because by provi- they provide a slow and sustained release of energy, reducing fat fatigue, and promoting glycogen synthesis. So important for our people or you who are really, really active. It has so many benefits. And then we have number five, older adults. Resistant starch food may help improve gut health, reduce inflammation. I know you keep hearing this and enhance immune function in older adults who are often at an increased risk for digestive disorders and age-related declines in immune function. Our body just slowly breaks down, it slows down. So, this may be another way to help these groups, plus you, the woman over 50 and 60, to get these benefits. I included in the show notes the resource about how to manage, how I managed microscopic colitis. Because if you've been following me, you know, that I have microscopic colitis, and I've been dealing with this for years now, and I do include resistant starch foods in my diet now that I know about it and I know about the benefits. So check out how to manage microscopic colitis if you are interested in that. Now you wonder and you say, Hi kid, tell us finally, which foods are the starch resistant foods? And you may have those starch resistant foods, already in your pantry. There are legumes, I think it's a funny word, but beans, lentils, chickpeas and peas. Unripe bananas, as green bananas are high in resistant starch, while ripe bananas mostly have digestible starch. So if you can't wrap your head around a green banana, but want to experiment with the the aspect of the starch resistant, you can add flour, partial flour, try green banana flour, plantain flour, or casavo, I think that's how you pronounce it, cassavo flour, or potato starch. Uh, not my thing, and I don't want to experiment with this, but I want to put it out that this is an option. And number three are whole grains, whole grain bread, brown rice, and barley, and finally, number four, potatoes. But when you think of potatoes and rice, there's a little trick you need to remember is when you're cooking and cooling potatoes, this process can increase their resistance to digestion, making them more starch resistant. And this occurs because the cooking heat causes the potatoes starch molecules to break down and reform in a more tightly packed structure. This new structure makes the starch more resistant to digestions by the enzymes in your small intestines, which allows it to pass through to the large intestines and be fermented by gut bacteria. And then number five will be nuts and seeds, almonds, cashews, chia seeds, flax seeds. Then number six will be cooked and cooled pasta. So think again, pasta is starch resistance once you cook it and you cool it. Oats, rolled oats and steel cut oats are also resistant starch where instant oats are not. Cooked, I talked about cooked potatoes and cooked pasta and cooked rice and cooled rice is the same The same idea. You cook the potatoes, the pasta and the rice, you let it cool, so when you do that, there's no problem heating them up as they seem to maintain their starch resistant status. So what would you make for instance? Try cooking rice, potatoes and beans and pasta the day before and cool them overnight. And it's okay, like I said, to reheat them because it doesn't decrease the resistant starch. So you have everything cooked already, which is great for a quick meal. In place of cooked oatmeal, try overnight oats. These have become a recent favorite of mine where I can add hemp seeds, uh, almond, almonds or other nuts into my overnight, e- overnight oats. And you can add lentils to a salad or a soup quickly. So super quick ideas of how you can incorporate your resistant starch foods. You need to know that when you increase resistant starch foods in your diet, you have to drink a lot of water to avoid digestive issues like bloating and constipation. So it's not just sitting there hoping to be digested and fermented. It needs a little bit of help. If you want to know... more about intermittent fasting there are five amazing ways intermittent fasting helps you in midlife and I'll leave a link in the show notes for you to check it out as well. Hey it's Heike, and I wanted to share something super cool with you. If you've been wondering about trying out Pilates and intermittent fasting I have the course for you. Have you heard of the Fasted and Fit Over 50 Jumpstart? I created this non-intimidating course for women over 50 and 60 that want to start feeling stronger, healthier, without another diet or exercise program that doesn't fit their lifestyle or health goals. The Fasted and Fit Over 50 Jumpstart is a 14-video self-paced course. This is for you if you are new to Pilates and have never tried intermittent fasting, but you're curious if it's for you. No equipment is needed or any food to buy. Why not jumpstart your health and strength today? Go to heikeyeats.com and get started. And number four, does resistant starch food help you lose weight? Well, resistant starch foods may help you with weight loss, but the evidence is inconclusive. According to a study published in the American Journal of Clinical nutrition, consuming resistant starch can increase feeling full and reduce calorie intake by up to 10% for the next meal, which may lead to weight loss. It is also important to know that adding resistant starch to your diet is unlikely to lead to weight loss. If you're not making other changes to your diet and lifestyle, such as reducing calories, intake, and increased physical activity, they probably will not make a dent for weight loss, but it has other benefits. In addition, consuming too much resistant starch can cause digestive discomfort, and it's so important to start with a small amount and gradually increase your tolerance. So don't just go all out and go banana and beans and nuts, and go crazy, add one of the resistant starch and then see how your body responds to it. But how much resistant starch should you eat per day? The general recommendation is 15 to 20 grams per day for a whole day to support support bowel health. If you're trying to break a weight loss plateau, have high blood sugar, or digestive problems, or simply in the mood to try something new, you might want to give resistant starch a try and see how it goes. And of course, I have another resource for you. What do you do if you're struggling to lose weight? Is one of my other posts that I talked about before. So I leave a link in the show notes so you can check that out as well. So let's talk about what happens when you eat too many starch-resistant foods. Well, while starch-resistant foods may have many potential health benefits, eating too much of it is just too much of anything. Just like you eat too much of of potatoes, you eat too much of tomatoes, you eat too much protein. There are a few potential pitfalls that may arise from excessive consumption of starch-resistant. Overeating resistant starch can result in gas, bloating, diarrhea, reduce of the absorption of minerals like iron, calcium, and zinc, and if consumed in excess, may not improve insulin sensitivity. Also, starch resistant uh, foods are often high in calories and can contribute to weight gain if you eat too many of it. So everything with baby steps. People, for instance, with kidney disease, those restricted to a low FODMAP diet, or people with allergies and sensitivity want to avoid resistant starch. In moderation, resistant starch can be healthy for your diet and has so many benefits, as I talked already about it. And number five, our age group. Should women our age group 50 and 60 and beyond eat starch resistant? Absolutely. Women in menopause and postmenopause may benefit consuming starch resistant as a part of a healthy diet as with any dietary change. If you're stuck losing weight and need to shake it up Want to improve your gut health and reduce inflammation and reduce the risk of type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease, then resistant starch foods are a way to try. I'm always about no meds, no drugs. Get, try to get things the right way with your lifestyle changes, with exercise, with eating better, with with uh, reducing stress, sleeping better. So whatever ties in before grabbing the drugs that oftentimes are pushed up on us. So resistant starch can be helpful for menopausal and postmenopausal women as a part of a healthy diet that includes a variety of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean proteins, and healthy fats. And of course, if you're looking into starting intermittent fasting. And you want to tie this all a little bit together with intermittent fasting strategies. I leave a link in the notes for you to check out the easy to follow intermittent fasting guide for newbies. So overall, adding resistant starch into your diet and nutrition is an excellent choice for your gut health and provides so many benefits as you've heard. As mentioned, Go slow by introducing one starch food into your meal and see how you tolerate it and if you tolerate it. If you do have health concerns and are not sure if you should add resistant starch to your diet, consult your doctor before trying. Additionally, it's important to consume resistant starch as part of a healthy, balanced diet that includes all nutrients, a variety of nutrients. And remember when increasing fiber in your diet, you need to drink a lot of water so it helps with the digestion and the fermentation in your gut. And finally, remember that all types of fiber have health benefits, so one is not better than the other. So eat, like we say in the vegetables or the fruits, eat the rainbow. Do the same for your fiber consumption and for your starch resistant consumption. So if you had a question about starch resistant or starch resistant foods, I hope this, I answered that question for you and that it helps you make a good decision about your health and whether or not you might give starch resistant a try. Thank you for joining me in today's discussion all about what are resistant starch foods and how they impact your health. All the links mentioned will be in the show notes. And if you're learning from and you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's a zero cost way to support us. In addition, please subscribe to the Pursue Your Spark podcast on Apple and Spotify. And you may give the show an up to five star review. If you have any questions, comments, topics, or guests you'd like me to cover on the Pursue Your Spark podcast, please put them in the comment section on YouTube. I'll read all the comments and I respond there. If you are not already following us on social media, we are at HeikeYates on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and TikTok. And I should mention that those platforms I just mentioned, I cover fitness, Pilates, strength, and intermittent fasting topics for empty nester moms over 50, 60, and beyond, which overlap with the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Get on the list from my weekly newsletter by grabbing one of my free guides for empty nester moms over 50 to reclaim your health by going to Heike Yates. Thanks for being here. Have an awesome day and I can't wait to have you back next time. Ciao.